So, you know, when it comes to crypto people breaking the law, I would say that it's not just a, a slap on the wrist or it's not just a... So people that work for Coinbase and their legal help, right, which was this girl from, um, I, can, I guess her name's Haley Lemon. She is a lawyer with Anderson. She works with Preston Byrne, who I just linked his, his uh, tweet to an article he wrote about Coinbase um, selling securities, you know, unregistered securities to people. Um, you know, she worked, she, you know, on her Twitter profile, it says that she's ex-Coinbase. Um, in my opinion, this girl, this chick should be prosecuted, depending on how high up she was. If she was just some intern, maybe not. But if she was giving legal advice internally to Coinbase, um, she should be prosecuted for uh, aiding and abetting, right? How, I don't know how much money this chick made on Coinbase, probably a lot. She probably got lots of equity. I don't know when she was hired. But she apparently did work there, you know, legal help, right? Uh, and she probably gave really bad advice to Coinbase. But this wasn't just like, oh, we made a mistake. Whoops, right? This was intentional, right? This Haley Lemon girl, lawyer, right? Ex-Coinbase lawyer. Um, this was intentional. Like they're looking for legal loopholes or they're advising their clients, right? In this case internally at Coinbase, that what they're doing uh, you know, isn't fraud or isn't against the law. In my opinion, they should go down with the ship. So this article is interesting. Preston Byrne he used to be a crypto skeptic. Now he's kind of a Bitcoin proponent. Uh, you know, ever since COVID, he kind of flipped, flipped a switch and now he's pro Bitcoin. And he, he never really explained why he, he's pro Bitcoin other than, you know, everyone should be against the government. The government's evil. Bitcoin seems to be the only viable solution. So while he criticized Bitcoin for being a Ponzi scheme or being, you know, actually a different scheme, this Nakamoto scheme, which is very like a Ponzi or pyramid, uh, he decided to join this Ponzi slash pyramid group, right, and promote it. Uh, I don't know ethically how he feels about that, right? But he also works with this Haley Lemon girl who's ex-Coinbase. And he wrote sort of an article condemning sort of the entire Coinbase crew, <laughs> like for basically saying, yeah, this is, this is a no brainer. They're obviously listing un unregistered securities. Well, if, if that's the case and he believes in the rule of law, which I don't know if he does, but let's just, let's just say he might, uh, then he should be advocating for his current partner, right? Law partner, Haley Lemon, ex Coinbase lawyer for her to go to jail. Why is that? Because if she worked at Coinbase and she advised Coinbase to list these products and she, you know, was instrumental in them listing them, um, you know, she should hold some responsibility. Like, I think that the legal help should hold some responsibility. The, um, the executives, of course, and the investors of Coinbase should hold responsibility. In my opinion, they should have to make whole any, any, any customer, right, that, that bought and sold cryptocurrencies on their platform uh, that uh, took a loss, right? Because these are investment contracts and uh, Coinbase wasn't registered. Coinbase has a history of trading against their customers. And what's interesting about this article that Preston wrote is his, um, 
his saying that so, that you know an investment contract might be different than a security. And while I've talked about both in security and investment contract, I've actually I've actually described Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies as both an investment and a and a more recently I've described them as investment contracts when I described you know these products these cryptocurrencies are being bought as investments they're being sold as investments get rich schemes you know quickly get rich schemes and a contract let's let's define what a contract is a contract happens when you buy or sell anything right so technically uh you know you're buying or selling a cryptocurrency is definitely an investment contract. Now I have to, I guess I have to go research uh, because Preston, who's a lawyer, right? He alluded to in this article that I linked to that somehow an investment contract might be different than a security. And he said that in this article, he said, well, the SEC regulates both. And uh, the Howey test, which is basically just this precedent, right? This precedent, this, this, this case that came up, um, this case that came up is sort of their their precedent they look to to see if see if an, uh, a cryptocurrency is actually a investment contract. In my opinion, don't look at just this case because it sort of it doesn't give you an exact fit for the definition. You should be looking at, at the principles more broadly because the principles more broadly were applied to this one particular case, right? But, but it's sort of a, a, cheat, a cheat, right, or a shortcut for these, for these crypto people, right, to narrowly focus on this one Howey test case and say, okay, this is all we're going to look at, right? It, it, it sort of, it bypasses the principles for what a security is or what an investment contract is, right? And I'm not even sure the difference between the two, but regardless of the fact that maybe there is a difference, um, and I, I actually think that the difference is quite small. I think that the, in principle, the same. And my initial thought here, without doing a re- you know, research into this, is that in a security is technically an investment contract that's been securitized or, or that's been pooled, right? So we often think of um, securities as, as pooling investment, like a bunch of different investment contracts, maybe adding them all up, right? Pooling risk. I think that in making it tradable, right? I think that's what, what really defines a security is making it tradable, pooling risk, right? You're pooling all these individual investment contracts, like you're selling an investment contract when you promise someone sort of an investment return and you take their money, right? Uh, and, and then when you when you add all that up, right, or, or make a product out of it that, that, that uh, generalizes risk or spreads risk, right? And makes it tradable, makes it fungible, makes these contracts fungible, these investment contracts fungible, which is all Bitcoin really represents. You know, they keep saying Bitcoin's fungible, you know, and that anyone can mine it, right? But what does that mean? It means that anybody can sell it, right? Or anyone who wants to mine. Now, mining is competitive business now, right? It takes big bucks. Not There's not that many Bitcoin miners out there anymore. They're big players, right? But in the very beginning, I you know, your average Joe could have gotten on his computer because nobody was interested in this stuff. It was so new. It didn't have a high price. You know, your average Joe could mine Bitcoin and sell it into the market. Well, what was he selling, right? He was selling an investment contract. Why? And maybe not in the early days, you know, I don't know when it was started, you know, Bitcoin started to pump, 
but it did start to pump at some point, right? It did start to market itself as this investment opportunity, right? Where people were handing over money. Investment, you buy it because it's going to go up. You don't buy it to consume it. You buy it because you want to trade out of it. You want to make money off of the thing itself. The Bitcoin doesn't exist. It just represents this investment product vehicle that you bought into, right? That you were sold you were sold this this quote unquote investment contract, right? It's a contract because there's a buyer and there's a seller. And technically when you go buy anything, you are are entering into a contract. The difference is, you know, when you go to the grocery store and buy something and when you go to Coinbase and buy something is that Coinbase is offering investment products, right? They're not selling food over at Coinbase, right? They're not selling furniture, right? They're not selling some, you know, real commodity that you, you know, need for, to make, you know, goods, other goods, raw, raw input good, maybe oil. They're not selling oil. They're not selling wood. They're not selling pigs, right? They're selling investment contracts. And, you know, this, what kind of bugs me is this one lawyer, Preston, like, I like, I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a, a good thinker, you know, but his businesses do do crypto work, right, for pro-crypto people usually because that's where all the money is. And so it's almost like he's drawing up opinions to help support this industry and help, you know, guide the industry and what they can do legally, you know, what they should avoid legally. But he knows, he sort of knows, I think, this article is exposing him for, for, you know, his intellectual dishonesty, let's say. So he is not to be, you know, the crypto lawyers are not to be taken for, you know, their intellectual honesty, right? They're propagandizing. They are in the business of doing whatever their client needs to, to try to get around the law. So they're going to write opinions that, that, that they're, they're paid to write, right? They're going to try to find loopholes. They're going to try to even lie about when something might be an investment security because their clients are paying them big bucks. Let's say their clients are people that launch these cryptocurrencies. Their clients are paying them big, big money to try to skirt around the law or give them opinions that they aren't breaking the law. You know, and the one quote that I liked in this article that Preston said was that, you know, Coinbase is complaining that they don't have a framework for evaluating what's a security or what's an investment contract. Preston was saying, well, there's not a body of government that just goes around evaluating every single investment contract out there. And I highly agree with that. Uh, you, sh- As a lawyer, right, you should be able to understand this concept. And even as a person, right, you should be able to think through these basic definitions, especially if you're launching one of these cryptocurrency projects. You should be smart enough to, like, think through whether you're launching a security or not, or whether you're launching an investment contract, you know, possibly. Um, But these lawyers don't have any incentive to actually tell the truth to their clients because they're currently paying them big bucks to lie to them or to give them an opinion. And all law really is just an opinion. I mean, to somewhat, like there's different sides that argue an opinion, whether this is a security or whether it's not a security, right? And there's currently a lot of money being thrown around you know, at Preston to try to, to try to like weasel out at least the projects that he gets paid to, to work on, you know, whether or not they constitute a security or an investment contract. Um, you know, but, but we're going to see the other case, right? We're going to see the other side where there's, there's going to be lawyers also incentivized to argue the other case that these are investment contracts, that they are securities. Um, 
you know, hopefully there's going to be big money incentives, just like, you know, there were on the pro, you know, pro Bitcoin crypto side. Hopefully there's going to be a lot of lawyers that out there that, that smell blood and want to argue the other case. Um, uh, but I do think, I do, I do not think there's real, a real essential difference between the investment contract and a security, which, you know, Preston alluded to in this article. Again, I think it's just, you're pooling risk. You're making a, a, a investment contract fungible, right? All these cryptocurrencies try to do that. They make them tradable. Um, and that's sort of what a security is versus an investment contract. But I think Coinbase is in deep trouble. Um, they're obviously going to have to pay, right, for their crimes. And I believe that, I don't necessarily think, I don't know, I don't know. There's, there's probably not a high probability chance that they will go to jail, these, these executives and investors that invested in Coinbase. But I think that they should, because I think they maliciously, maliciously skirted the law, right? The lawyers gave them loopholes, right? They, they argued, you know, they tried to argue um, a loophole to try to get around the law. I think that they know that what they've been doing is illegal, but they're basically uh, saying, come get me, right? They're basically saying, well, we can, we can become billionaires if we do this. So there's just a huge reward and there's hardly any risk, right, uh, to, for them to come after us. Well, you know, the government is very powerful and it really, if it really decides they want to throw the hammer at these people, they're political enemies. And, you know, a lot of these crypto people are political enemies of the left. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if the book is thrown at these people. And I really doubt it. I sort of doubt that it will be. But it's, a, it's always a possibility. These people broke the law. Right. And I think that every single executive of Coinbase, every single lawyer that's ever worked there, including this Haley Lemon chick, right, who's now, a, you know, an associate a partner of Preston, who wrote the article. I think she should be in jail, just like I think Brian Armstrong should be in jail. Right. I think they should get a fair trial, but I think they should be prosecuted. I think they did something illegal. And I, I don't think that just the executive team should be in jail. Directors, right? Anybody who profited off, off of Coinbase should have to make their customers whole if they had losses. And um, technically the investors, let's say the seed people, right? Angels, seed rounds of Coinbase, right? Anderson, Anderson, uh, or what is it? Whatever his name is. Um, AC, A16Z, that guy, Mark Andreessen guy. You know, maybe he should be prosecuted. Maybe he should be thrown in jail too. Like, it's time to start actually putting criminals who break the law in jail. Why should they get a free, why should they get a free pass?